0: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. I hope that you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug AJC or on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. Uh, For all of my coverage of Atlanta United, a team in Major League Soccer. The big talk this week uh, among Atlanta United supporters has been a couple of different things. One is the arrival of Eric Rometty uh, from Argentina. He came to Atlanta today, uh, expected to start training on Monday. I think you won't see him until maybe Montreal at the earliest in two weeks or three weeks, but that's just a guess. The other thing that's kind of dominated conversation is the season ticket renewals went out on Tuesday, uh, I think Tuesday morning. And, you know, as there typically is for every team and every league in North America, there was a price increase. Um, The price increases vary uh, from around $2 per game to more than that per game. Um, There was some sticker shock for some people. But the consistent theme among the supporters who took the time to respond to a question I put on Twitter and Facebook, the answers have included the fact they are going to renew. They were unhappy about how the prices were communicated. Uh, But the biggest question they had, and, and so this is the one I'm trying to answer for you on this podcast today, is... The team has more than 37,000 season ticket holders, according to it. The team also said it has a wait list of several thousand four-season tickets. So you have a huge demand. You also have a stadium that has a supply of at least 70,000 seats. It can have a supply of at least 70,000 seats. It typically has a supply of around 45,000 seats. So if you have a stadium that has 70,000 seats, why don't you open it up every game? Supply and demand, pretty easy. The additional revenue that would come from the 30,000 seats in the upper deck could then be used to lower the season ticket prices because you would have a higher volume of customers and everyone is happy. So I asked Atlanta United that question this morning. They got back to me this afternoon. Uh, Katie Griggs, VP of Business Operations, took a few minutes out of her day to answer this question. She said it's a fantastic question that the supporters are asking. Their answer is this. I'm going to read from my notes uh, from our conversation. She said they spent a lot of time talking about this internally. There are a couple of factors that kind of tip the balance into not opening the upper deck for every game. I will point out that it was open twice last season. It was only going to be open four times this season. They added a fifth. She said they're in discussions about how many times they're going to open the upper deck next season. They don't have that number yet. But anyway, so they do recognize the demand. They are trying to accommodate it as often as possible when practical. But anyway, she said the couple of factors that go into whether they're going to open the upper deck are the primary thing is they're looking to deliver a globally best-in-class stadium experience. Now, to do that, can they open the 300 level for every home game when they may not be able to sell every ticket or even a majority of the tickets for every home game on that upper level? It's about 30,000 seats. It's, in fact, as as she aptly described it, a stadium on top of a stadium. If they don't sell almost a majority of the tickets, then when you're on the field or you're in the stands and you, you look up, there are empty seats. And that has a negative psychological effect. She threw out the, like 15,000, for example, half the tickets. The energy level drops. It affects the fan experience. They're no longer having a globally best-in-class stadium experience. So that, that is one big, big factor. Um, as she rightly points out, and as I've told many people who have attended an Atlanta United game at Mercedes Benz Stadium, once you're in the stadium, it's a loud experience. As she said, it's palpable. I of the, all the things I've covered in Atlanta, a soccer game at Mercedes Benz is probably the best in stadium experience you're going to have in in the state of Georgia, uh, probably even in the South. Um, maybe Alabama Auburn night game, LSU night game. Clemson night game are close uh, or better, but it's up there, Um, a soccer game at Mercedes-Benz. The second is economics, and maybe not the economics that you're thinking about, but I'll explain a little bit about that in a second. That would be the economics of the expense of opening the upper deck. Their point of economics is this. Right now, anyone who has a ticket and doesn't use it can typically sell it at a premium. If they flood the market with less expensive seats in the upper deck, it runs the risk of diminishing the value that they're delivering for the fans. So and that that is a good point that she makes. The expense of opening it, there is an expense, but she said they could absorb that expense. That's not really a factor in the decision to not open the upper deck for every home game as of now. Um, so anyway... That's a couple of the, of the factors in why they don't open that upper deck. Um, she points out that they're not trying to take every dollar they can get. I think that's obvious by the food prices within the stadium. The capo stand took up two of the what would have been the most lucrative seats for the team in the stadium. They sacrificed those to build the capo stand so that the supporters section can have a leader to help create that palpable energy within the stadium. We didn't really talk about how the season ticket prices were communicated to people um, because that was a complaint that some people had. It wasn't a complaint that everyone had, so I didn't want to get into it too much. I was much more interested in the process of the season ticket prices. Uh, I did ask uh, Katie if, uh, you know, because some people have expressed an opinion that the team is trying to price out the old fans, the original fans in terms of new fans that could pay more. I don't agree with that sentiment. She said, no, that's not true. Um, as I've pointed out on the soccer down here, radio show, and I'll point out again. And and she also said was accurate was anybody that can't afford their season tickets in 2019. Uh, they tried to work with them to put them in a more affordable section based upon the availability of the tickets So, obviously, if they were trying to grab every dollar, they wouldn't worry about doing that when they have a demand in the thousands for season tickets. Um, The two biggest things were they wanted to maintain that global best in class experience at Mercedes Benz, and they didn't want to flood the market with uh, tickets, or they didn't want people to flood the market with tickets that they were able to get at a cheaper price for a much more expensive price and affect the value. So, there you go. Uh, That's why. The stadium isn't open. The upper deck of the stadium isn't open for every game. Um, it is not the most expensive ticket on average, uh, season ticket on average in Major League Soccer. She wouldn't confirm what it was, but she did say that Atlanta United is not. Um, she didn't want to go into other teams' ticket prices. Uh, so anyway, I hope that dispels a couple of the myths about the Atlanta United season ticket prices in 2019. Um, I hope that you'll follow my coverage on uh, about Atlanta United on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll rate this podcast on iTunes. It helps it uh, get sent out to more people. It helps my rating. I would very much appreciate that. And please tell your friends. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist.